Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from the Feast of St. Mary Magdalene. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the love of Christ impels us once we have come to the conviction that one died for all. Therefore, all have died. He indeed died for all, so that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Consequently, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even if we once knew Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him so no longer. So whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, my soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God. O God, you are my God whom I seek. For you my flesh pines and my soul thirsts, like the earth parched, lifeless, and without water. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God. Thus have I gazed toward you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. For your kindness is a greater good than life. My lips shall glorify you. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God. Thus will I bless you while I live. Lifting up my hands, I will call upon your name. As with the riches of a banquet shall my soul be satisfied, and with exultant lips my mouth shall praise you. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. You are my help, and in the shadow of your wings I shout for joy. My soul clings fast to you. Your right hand upholds me. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we do not know where they put him. Mary stayed outside the tomb, weeping. And as she wept, she bent over into the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting there, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I don't know where they laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus there, but did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? She thought it was the gardener and said to him, Sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you laid him, and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. I am going to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and then reported what he had told her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Zero tolerance. That's become our mantra in the Catholic Church, in dealing with the abuse crisis. Pope Francis Francis himself used the phrase just last week in meeting with members of three religious congregations in Rome. But what uh, what do we have zero tolerance for exactly? Proven allegations of abuse? Credible allegations of abuse? Any allegations of abuse? And what does that mean for the alleged abuser? to be treated and monitored by the religious congregation while ensuring that others are protected, or to be thrown out into the street to fend for himself or herself. 
Ask any two Catholics, even any two bishops, and you'll get two different answers, maybe very different. Jesus, the Son of God, did not have a zero-tolerance policy. Ask Mary Magdalene, who we celebrate today. We don't know much about Mary, to be honest. The Gospels tell us that Jesus cast out seven demons from her and that she was one of several women who provided for Jesus out of their resources. Mary accompanied Jesus to Jerusalem and to the cross So uh, when so many of Jesus' other friends, quote-unquote friends, did not. She was the first to see the risen Jesus. Many believe Mary to have been a sinful woman, prostitute, but the Gospels don't really confirm that. What we do know is that Mary, being controlled by demons at one point in her life, was a sinner. And Jesus not only tolerated her, he loved her. It was love that assuredly empowered her conversion. Interestingly, our readings today remind us that a, that a person, while often defined by the actions performed in the body, cannot be reduced to his or her bodily existence. St. Paul says in our first reading, the love of Christ impels us. The love of Christ impels us. Consequently, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even if we once knew Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him so no longer. So whoever, whoever is in Christ is a new creation. Jesus did not view Mary according to the flesh. For made in his image and likeness, she was so much more than that. In turn, when Mary discovers that Jesus has risen and takes hold of his resurrected body, he says to her, Stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Neither is the Son of God a body, even a glorified body. His intimacy with Mary and with us is not through only flesh, but the love he shares with us through the Holy Spirit. The body is merely an instrument to that end. There's no doubt that we sin, all of us sin. In some cases, we sin gravely, sadly enough. But never, ever, ever in a confessional will you hear the words zero tolerance come from my lips. Those words I say without hesitation have become a scandal in the truest sense of the word. Now, if we could just stop using those words outside the confessional too, because the love of Christ impels us to do so. May Almighty God bless you the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey, um, you, you probably realize this, but every bishop has an Episcopal motto, a personal motto, which he chooses upon uh, being notified that he's called to be a bishop. Our bishop, the Bishop of Charlotte, uh, his motto is, interestingly enough, the love of Christ impels us. So join me in prayer for our bishop today. God bless you.